Anyone can talk football. Not everyone can do it East Coast style. The East Coast Gridiron Podcast, starting now. All right, what is up, everybody? Ready to rock and roll. Episode 34, incoming. As you see, George Kittle jersey this week. Rocking it out. <laughs> I'm not a 49ers fan by any means. Okay. But I'm a... But I'm a George Kittle fan. All right, Don, episode 34. Hit us off with some lists, man. Hey, episode 34. That would be Charles Barkley at 34. Uh, staying in basketball, Hakeem Olajuwon. The dream. Yeah. Coming to football, Walter Payton. Jeez. And then we have the combo player, Bo Jackson. There it is. And then the, the, the man, the man from the Texas Rangers, Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan. Yes. So check it out. We got an action-packed show for you this week. Rob, you want to yeah, tell buddy. them who we're going to be talking about as far as our NCAA and NFL games? Sure. Uh, we got two NCAA games on the docket. Penn State-Auburn, uh, the whiteout game up there in Happy Valley. Oh, yeah. And Florida-Alabama, another big showdown, probably the SEC game of <laughs> this week for sure yeah um yep. and then on the nfl side we've got our east coast our birds here uh philly uh has the niners and then we got uh the vikings visiting arizona in the late game yep should be some pretty good games yes absolutely very good games so let's go Ready ahead and and uh recap the ncaa week two dante had a good week <laughs> <laughs> told you comeback season baby i still lost one but you know yeah. it's all good so um let's go ahead and recap the games iowa iowa state started out as the game that we all thought it was going to be um but you know collectively across the board here we did not believe in the big names that were right. at, you know iowa state uh we had to look collectively as Iowa was probably the best team on papers. As yep. I mean, if you're talking about, and I, I highlighted it last week, the defense. The defense is going to be, you know, pretty good. Offensive yep. line was going to be excellent. Um, and uh, what was the what was the wide receiver's name? Uh, little Wes Welker out there. <laughs> no, actually, what did I what did I compare him to? Uh, Jordy Nelson, I believe. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah, uh, mini Jordy Nelson out there. While I gather his name, let's go ahead and get our thoughts on the Iowa State game. Don, okay, Don. All right. Well, basically, I, I was reviewing that the uh, my keys for victory for Iowa, and and man, you know, it's like they must have listened to the podcast or something because I, I told them to avoid turnovers on offense. Quarterback numbers have been mediocre but efficient. His numbers were mediocre but efficient. 11 for 21, 106, one touchdown. Yep. I said, uh, And then I got really corny with the fact they're playing in Iowa. I said, don't abandon the run. I said, if you run, you will score. Well, they didn't abandon. They ran 38 times. They only got 68 yards, but they did get a touchdown rushing. Yep. And then the defense, I said, stay aggressive. Be the force of the team. Yeah, only one sack, but man, three interceptions. Yep. So they were on point, man. Uh, the guy I wanted to highlight here was Charlie Jones. That was his name. Okay. Um, 
He was a beast on special teams. He had, he made some really big catches. I mean, he wasn't their their best wide receiver out there, but he definitely made an impact in the game. I mean, you know, you're looking at the stat line, three three receptions for 38 yards and a touchdown, but yeah. everything that he did mattered, and yep. he was impressive also on, you know, special teams. He had seven returns for 81 yards. Um, yeah, I mean, he, look, he looked yeah. pretty good. He looked pretty I mean, good. for sure. Uh, for me, I mean, Brees Hall was the player to watch. It was whether or not Iowa could slow him down, and right. sure enough, they did. I mean – he only had oh, yeah. six, 16 carries, but I mean, 69 is a carry, but they kind of gave it, you know, he had one touchdown. It's not a terrible stat line, but it's not a Brees Hall stat line, what he could do. Right. Um, yep. So for me, I mean, he was, you know, he was going to be one of those keys to the game, run the ball and you'll win the game, right, Don? <laughs> he was yep. the guy. So um, the other side of the ball, I was looking at uh, Seth Benson. He didn't have a game five total tackles but i mean didn't do anything standoutish but they had a stout right. defensive i mean effort to stop the run and that was really going right. to be their key to victory and they did exactly. it so yeah that, that was what it came down to yep so just a correction on charlie jones's stats because I, I misspoke I actually wrote down his collective stats for the season but ah. two receptions for 36 yards and a touchdown receiving That's not anything jersey. to uh <laughs> to call home about yeah he's got a, he's got an eagles jersey Actually, yeah. I got I got something just like that. Let me see if I can see if I can. Yeah, it is laced up like a hockey sweater. So sorry, man. It's not Hartford. Dallas Dallas Stars. Dallas Stars, yeah. It looks exactly like yours. Nah, I, I have a good buddy that grew up in that area. He was a huge Hartford fan. <laughs> but uh yeah, going back to Charlie Jones, he had four punt returns of fifty three yards and uh two kick returns for forty four yards. So, you know. He's uh he had solid, a pretty good day. Solid effort, very yeah. Solid day. But like I said, everything that he did, um, from his touchdown catch to some of the big returns that he had put him in really good field position, which I mean, you have to consider that does help him with the game. But how do yeah. you capitalize on, on each drive? Brock Purdy, I never <laughs> let me just sit back and say I I've never been the biggest fan of Brock Purdy. I think he was mediocre at best. But my man threw three interceptions is unacceptable yes. in a game like that's this. That's right. Yep. Um, so that uh, outside of them trying to stop Brees Hall, that had to be one of the the bigger stat. Lines oh yeah, it was of, a huge of the game. Yep. Turn turnovers. I mean, the fourth quarter, Cattrall put it in there. That was Slade put it in there. Yeah, seventeen nothing in the fourth quarter. It was they closed the game with all those turnovers. Yep. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, what was the second game we had on the docket that week, guys? Is that the uh, Utah BYU game or Oregon o Ohio State? Let's go to Oregon Ohio State first because I got a lot to say yeah. on, the, on the BYU <laughs> game. Gotcha. Oregon o and Ohio State. Oregon is looking like they could be in the college football playoff right now. Yeah, I mean to be completely honest, the their biggest thing was stepping up when Kayvon Thibodeau was out and seeing his leadership. Exactly. You did point out, yeah, um, you know Panay Sewell's brother. Yeah, Noah Sewell. He, yeah, Noah Sewell had, did have a pretty bad targeting play that yeah. wasn't called there. Yeah, that was yeah. kind of rough. Yeah. He got away with one there. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we pretty much hit all the points on yeah. that we were making as far as players to watch out for. Who's Robin, stepping up Chris with Olave and Noah Yeah, Olave was – I mean, he went off. I mean, 12 catches for 126 yards. He did his thing. He just didn't yeah. find the end zone. You know, that's the big deal. You know, 
they uh they managed to that, keep him out of the end zone yeah that was really it i mean everything else um when, when you do look at it on paper uh oregon just they use their speed i mean yeah that's yeah. one thing that we said in the in our yep. um and our picks last week was how is the speed advantage going to uh, be brought into play? And that was really one of those things where they shut down any, you know, any doubts in people's mind that they were a fast team. Um, Verdell was a great running back. This is two times in a row. Don brought it up this week, two times in a row where Ohio state was getting slashed on the running game. Yep. Uh, Verdell had 161 yards, two touchdowns. Anthony Brown, the quarterback had 65 yards. And they had uh, their second stringer coming there and get him 53 yards for a touchdown. So yep. they were getting smashed. C.J. Stroud, to me, I'm still up for a debate. You could tell he does make very 19-year-old freshman quarterback decisions right yes. now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still not in the boat that I can still sit here and say that he's an elite quarterback. He's got three very good receivers. If you look at the stat line, they all had over 115 yards receiving last week. <laughs> yep. Um, so Anthony Brown is a better, you know, better quarterback than what people are giving him credit for too. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're bringing in a, and I would say I've been saying this. People thought I was crazy by keeping Ryan Day out of my. Remember we was picking, yeah, uh, coaches or top five coaches, and people were like Mario Cristobal. I remember that's what uh, you know, that's what uh Gene was saying, but. I couldn't put Ryan Day in my top five because he's still running off the gas of all the recruits that uh, Urban Meyer had in his tenure. I wanted to see how well he could recruit. Seems like he can still recruit very well, but I don't. If, if just put it like this, if he would have just kicked field goals instead of going for it, mm-hmm. they could have possibly won the game. I mean, hindsight's mm-hmm. always twenty twenty, but Mario Cristobal is a very good coach, man. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have like a superstar on his team per se, outside of Kayvon Thibodeau, that you could really say is like the the superstar of that team. So, any final thoughts on that, guys? I almost picked Oregon. It was like right it on was, the tip of my tongue. I would. It was real close. Up. Yeah, and yeah, I, I picked OSU to win by two touchdowns, and we yeah, thought it, they were going to blow them out. Like speed, to be speed over you know. Rec- you know, they they actually showed up and played a team game. Stepped up with Thibodeau out. You know, good for them. Yeah. A big win yep. for that program. Yep. And then let's head over to the upset of the week mm-hmm. that people on the people on YouTube thought I was crazy by <laughs> picking this team. Yeah. But it's a, it's another thing where you have to take the names and the school prestige out of the matchup. I and I've been saying this. I think you know, Zach Wilson would have been the number 1 pick overall if he would have stayed and did well in this schedule and did well yes now you're having a guy that's collectively already done better than the start of his career than zach wilson has not only by the level of competition that he's going to play he's going to play five pac-12 schools three of them to start out with and they could possibly go in and upset asu this week i'm not it's possible it is possible possible. Mm -hmm. yeah and we've seen it based off of being on the shoulders of the quarterback Mm-hmm. I've been saying Jaron Hall is so underrated, and he proved it again that he can stay poised, he can lead the team, um, and 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 it's just the opposite. You would think that Utah's quarterback and their team would have came in 
and led their team to victory. Um, they had a transfer in uh, Charlie Brewer as well that came over, you know, from his stint in Baylor, a fifth-year starter. And I think I said that as one of my keys. Can you lead the team? Can you put the team on your back? Um, you know, to me right now, he has he did not play yep. up to par. That one interception really cost him the game. BYU came out on both sides of the ball. Their defense looked good. Their coach got them fired mm-hmm. up. They did not let off the gas until the game was over. Um, I, I'm, I'm glad I picked BYU. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think they are very deserving to be 21 on the AP polls. That is one of the most deserving teams right now, I think. I think that that ranking is right for them. And if they beat ASU, they're going to be going further up. I'm yep. not going to oh, say yeah. that I'm picking them to be the upset. <laughs> uh, but I think it'll be another close game, just like the yeah. Utah game. So, sure. Rob, what's your, what's your thoughts on, on that game? Yeah, I mean, one, one of my players to watch was literally non-existent in Isaac Rex, the uh, tight end there for uh, BYU. And he yep. looks promising. Got a, He got a seam route late in the game that was probably Jaron Hall's only big mistake of the game was throwing that seam route ball late in the game that, I mean, should have been picked and wasn't. Um, but he had zero catches. I mean, none. He 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 was out there. I had to look and was like, did he how many snaps did he have? He played the whole game. He he just literally never got found at all. Um, so that was one that I was actually kind of surprised about. So he's sitting on two receptions for the whole season. <laughs> That's it for him. We um, we both were very high on him. I mean, yeah. I mean, they, it, the way he ended out. the year. Last year, he had a good COVID season, you know, 2020 there. Um, and we're still waiting to see if it was Zach Wilson or him. And so far, he hasn't gotten anything from Jaron Hall. So chemistry thing, if it's a route thing, I don't know what's going on there. But, you know, I wanted to see what would happen and literally nothing happened. So that was almost as interesting as him having a highlight reel game was him literally having a zero stat line for the whole game. Um and the other side of the ball, uh, Devin Lloyd there on uh, the Utes defense. I mean, he had 13 total tackles, uh, but really wasn't, you know, no impact. You know, he he was coming off a game with a sack and a forced fumble, you know, and a pick and didn't have any of those impact turnover plays. Um, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's definitely, I mean, he's had back-to-back uh, digit tackle games, which is solid. I mean, 13 tackles you can't knock, but. It, he didn't have quite the impact that he had the previous week. Yeah, I mean, you win some and you lose some, right? Yeah, hey. I mean, I I just think BYU's and he's actually better. he's hobbled the pass on the pick that should that should have been in his hands exactly. Iowa and Utah to me can be the same team at times. Find themselves creeping up to the top fifteen <laughs> and then lose games that they shouldn't. I said this last week, and the guy on YouTube thought I was crazy for saying that. But, like, dude, you you literally seen it with your own eyes. You know, whatever they were ranked. I think they were ranked, like, 21st at the time before BYU became 21st. But, again, top 25 team every single time always comes in there and jacks themselves up by these, these losses that they shouldn't take. Right. Um, Don, you got any final thoughts on this before we move on to our picks for this week? Hey, they were right on. I mean, when I talked about my keys for BYU to win was avoiding turnovers and, man, no interceptions, no fumbles. I said don't become predictable. Don't be, you know, one-sided, passing, running. 
passing. They were 18 for 30, 149 yards, three touchdowns, rushing 44 team rushes for 222 yards. So mm. they kept it balanced. They scored on the passing games. Anything but predictable. Yep. So heading over to week number three. Can you guys believe it? It's already been three weeks of NCAA football. <laughs> I guess you can include four because we have week zero. But Yeah, week zero doesn't count. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, week three, and we're, we're seeing some interesting stuff happen. We're seeing teams like Michigan turn themselves around a little bit and making some noise. We're heading into, you know, a Georgia Tech and Clemson game and, you know, seeing if Georgia Tech can upset them. There's a lot of good matches this week. I mean – uh, South Carolina and Georgia, yep. you know, South Carolina's two and zero right now. So there's a there's a lot of games. Virginia is going into upset North Carolina, which, you know, if I was a betting man, I'd put some money on that one. Uh, <laughs> I but, tell you another one that interests me for this week, just from the fact of a, a fun high scoring game. Game has an over under of seventy three points. That's Tulane versus Ole Miss. <laughs> 73 yep yeah you know i'm a matt corral guy so. i know i know <laughs> but he doesn't play defense either so. <laughs> that's very true all right so um first game on the docket it's an early game oh, well Penn, kind Penn of state Auburn. uh well the alabama florida oh, the alabama oh yeah game. Sorry, yeah, yeah i forgot the, the whiteout game prime time my apologies yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no problem no problem so we got Alabama versus Florida coming up. Florida is uh I don't know. I'm not I'm not really and I'm not saying this as being biased or anything to uh <laughs> Florida State, but I call a ball a ball a strike a strike here. I, I haven't <laughs> I don't I don't know if I can gauge them in being a good team yet. Sure. Um uh, so Don, let's uh let's get into your you know your rules right. to victory. There we go. Well, number one versus number 11. Uh, last I checked is a 15-point spread. Alabama favored, but they are going to Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Uh, yeah. Capacity of over 88,000. So my keys for Florida to win, and this is an if, rush the quarterback. You got to keep pressure on the quarterback as much of the game as possible. Mm-hmm. Avoid third down conversions. Defense has to stop Alabama from converting third down after third down after third down. They need to stop it, force the punt. Okay, get your defense off the field. Okay, uh, and you do have to look for it. It may not be there very often, but look for that quick strike, big play. Yep. Take it if it's there. Uh, for Alabama to win, not just pressure the quarterback, but swarm the quarterback. Don't let him escape. No escape. He's going to move around in the pocket. Keep keep him contained. Get the turnovers, defensive pressure up front. So the pressure from the line, rushing the quarterback, it's going to force the turnovers. And I think that's going to be a big part of this game, at least two or three interceptions for Alabama. And then on offense, just be methodical. Be Alabama. 
do your passes, do your running, just be methodical, and you got the game. Totally agree. Totally yeah, agree man. with those points. We'll see how it pans out. Yep. Rob, who's your yeah. two players to watch? So um, I've kind of got – it's a little interesting, but uh, kind of Florida's rushing game versus Alabama's front. Um, <laughs> so the head of that rushing game is Damian Pierce. Uh, five carries, 50 yards in a touchdown last game. But Florida used five tailbacks in that USF game. They did, yeah. They so, I mean, can can Pierce and Malik Davis and the rest of that Russian crew get enough productivity that Florida doesn't end up getting one-dimensional and Alabama right. can start peeing off? Yep. Can they have enough to keep Alabama's offense off the field and try to – you know, control even a little bit of clock, but like you're saying, methodically move down the field. Can their running game do that? It's going to be a tough test against Fedarian Mathis and the rest of that Alabama front. You know, he's a redshirt senior veteran leader of that defense. I mean, had five tackles, a sack and three against Miami. So Fedarian Mathis is kind of the, the senior leader of that front is trying to improve his own NFL draft stock. He's looking at a, you know, early round draft pick himself as a D tackle leader of a obviously deep rotation. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely that, that Alabama front versus Florida's, you know, five headed monster of runners <laughs> uh, is, is kind of what I'm looking for to see if Florida can exhibit any sense of control right. when they have the ball in their hands. Right. Yeah. And, you know, just to put it out there, I know last night on Wire to Wire, they were talking about who, where the advantage is for Florida. And I said the running backs. I mean, you got to look at how many good running backs those guys have out there. They yep. might, I mean, when you're splitting carries, you're not going to have a 200-yard running back. But no, it's kind of scary that but they the combined for, for like, yeah, they combined for almost 300 yards rushing, right? Like, right. Yeah. Total. And that's including with so, their quarterbacks. Like, exactly. yeah. So, yeah, their, their running game is probably the best thing on their team absolutely um, so heading over to my two players at quarterback to to watch out for florida's is very conflicting <laughs> to say the least so yeah emory jones who's not yep. all that great not already through four picks man yep um but these dudes aren't getting sacked because Emory Jones, 23 carries, 155 yards in a, in a touchdown. But it even gets even wilder when you talk about the other guy that probably should be starting quarterback for them. He's questionable going into this week. And I think he should be, honestly, the starter because he's had, you know, better passing game than Emory Jones is Anthony Richardson, man. Anthony Richardson, 6'4", 192 yards and two touchdowns. There goes your most, you know productive passer that doesn't productive turn through the, the air exactly. yeah, yeah. turn the ball over um now I, I just wanted to highlight again with the running game when you're talking about anthony richardson right <laughs> you gotta talk about this man has 11 carries for 275 yards and two touchdowns <laughs> he's the leading yeah. running back on their team <laughs> for sure at quarterback because they so, hand the ball off to five other tailbacks that's the thing like they spread it around so yeah so i'm not gonna say they're they have the quarterback advantage here but they yeah. sure do to me have the ground advantage in this game for sure if we had to call mm-hmm. it anything do i think they're gonna win no nah, that's to be determined when we get to that yeah um but i can let you know there's not gonna be probably any surprises here bryce young 
dude is incredible, man. He's everything that yep. Nick Saban said he was going to be and what his million dollar <laughs> is floating over his head. Uh, it was worth every penny. Yeah. Man has a uh, – he's, he's trying to get up there with Mac Jones. Uh, Mac Jones is low. 70% completion percentage. 571 yards and seven touchdowns. Only taking two sacks at this point in time. Um, <laughs> Incredible, man. Uh, he's not – he doesn't have defeaties, you know, four nope. attempts for zero yards. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, you're, you're not, you're not going to get anything from him, but, uh, Mechie is coming back. Mechie, uh, Mechie the third, John Mechie the third is coming back as his wide receiver, uh, you know, on this team. And, you know, he's looking pretty good this year. Got to highlight Jamison Williams as well. Number one. And, uh, you know, he's got some very, very good receivers this year, I, I, I'd have to say. Brian Robinson Jr. is a pretty decent quarterback. But since we're talking about quarterbacks here, I think at the end of the day, Bryce Young is going to ball out again. He's probably going to have about five touchdowns this game if they allow this man to stay in that long after the thrashing that they're going to give uh, Miami. So, um, And what's that linebacker's name? What's his Which name? Uh, number 10. Try to pronounce his oh, name man. 10 times fast. Henry Ta'u Ta'u or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks it looks like Tutu, but it's like To'o yeah. To'o. Yeah. To'o To'o Ta'u Ta'u. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's get into our picks. I'll go ahead and start here first. I don't even – I think it's going to be a landslide victory for, for Alabama. I'm looking at a 56-14 game. I mean – Call wow. a ball, a ball, a strike, a strike. I had to be on Rob's level by, uh, you know, yeah, almost hey. predicting the score for the Iowa, Iowa State game last week. You were one <laughs> point off, sir. I was so close. Yeah. <laughs> Don, who you got? I got Alabama, too. I'm probably being a little too generous for Florida. I think they are going to sneak in a couple touchdowns. Uh, I got them pushing that 15-point spread. I got Alabama 38-24. Mm, gotcha. Okay. And then Rob, what you got? I am real close to you, Dante. I was actually surprised when I heard you say what you did. Um, so I don't have Alabama scoring quite as much. I've got them. Uh, they are 15 and a half point road favorites. Um, so I've got 42, 18 Alabama. I think it. Uh, they, they get in field what... goal range a few times. That's I'll give it to them. Okay. I, I just think this week, now that that team is comfortable, they played Miami. They played a BS yeah. school. You know, last week. And, now and, they're coming. Now they're and, coming into a game yeah. where they're going to go to the swamp yep. and smash up on that, uh, Florida real quick and show that they're still a powerhouse. Yeah. That's what Nick Saban and, does. Because he, Nick Saban doesn't ever let his teams smell themselves. Mm-mm. They they have a big game. There's no let. Just keep rolling. That that's they how they are. In a second, we've seen it with Jalen Hurts and Tua. Absolutely. So there's no there's no pride there. Uh, John Thomas got to just head up to his comments because he's been firing them off. Sadly, Alabama just has to show up. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is, right? Yeah. Uh, Florida State has no advantage over Bama. Uh, we're talking about the Florida Gators. Uh, yeah, the Gators. Yeah. stopped their running game, and they're horrible this year. Yeah. Okay, man. The, just keep putting the, the salt <laughs> on the wound. I'm a Florida State fan, but yeah, right. I, I feel you on that one. Uh, 38-24, do what? Way generous. Yeah. Yeah, hey, I mean, hey, that's if still Alabama fun- can't stop that running game. That's what it's going to look like. Calling a fourteen-point run, yeah, and that's really what it's going to come down to is can you hold 
Alabama into the 30s right. yeah. by running the ball and slowing the game down a bit. Right. I mean, that's really the big difference. I agree with you there, Don. Yep. So it's right. the only reason so I didn't it. put them in the 50s. <laughs> right. So across the board, we got Alabama taking this one. Yeah. Yep. Away, like snatching candy from a baby. Uh, <laughs> next game we got. This is the one I'm I'm super excited for. Yeah. Uh, because there's a lot of people. And why is Penn State ranked higher than Auburn? I have no idea. Who <laughs> who the hell pulled this poll out? Who did who did the voting on this who one this week? Who did this? No. Yeah. Uh, so we got Auburn versus Penn State in the whiteout. They're going down to Beaver Stadium. Shout out to my guy Jason. Coming down to uh, Beaver Stadium with the whiteout. And uh, yeah. we'll see what they can do. Are they for real? I don't think they should be ranked 10. I mean, they, are they, they had a big win in Wisconsin in their division, and then they just stomped Ball State. So, I mean, they did. They, <laughs> Ooh, Ball State. I know, but they didn't let them hang around. And we've seen a handful yep. of top 10 teams do that this year. Exactly. With supposedly uh, tune-up games. Uh, yeah. You know, these guys that have gotten to hang around. So Ball State did not get to hang around. You know, no. That's, that's, <laughs> they <yeah>. did not. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very true. All right, Don, so go ahead and head us off with the keys to victory in this game, sir. All right. And this week, guys, we only, we're only we going to do two games a week to try to keep it within yep. our you know our hour and a half time. Yes. Sometimes we want to finish sooner than that. Uh, but two games for NFL, two games for NCAA, and we'll get you right. the information that you need. All right, That's Don. it. All right. Number 22, Auburn. Number 10, Penn State. Last time I checked, Penn State is a home favorite, six points. Playing, like you said, in Beaver Stadium, capacity of over 107,000 for this whiteout game. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for Auburn to win, here are the keys. Quiet the crowd early and often. Obviously, um, run on offense, but they've had cake games so far. So how that's going to work, I'm not sure. Um, the average right now for Tank Bigsby is 11 rushes, 122 a game. Jarquez Hunter, eight rushes, 147. Both are ready because they've been playing nobody. So use them, see what happens. Uh, Use that running game to set up the passing game, okay? Bo Nix is 29 out of 39, 383, five touchdowns, no interceptions. Sounds like a great stat line, but that's been against Akron and Alabama State. So it is what it is. Uh, Defense has been strong against little competition, so let's borrow – from Nick Sirianni and use that dog mentality. And you're going to have to use that against Penn State. Each play is a new play, start over, good or bad, learn from it, move on. Right. It's about all they can do. All right. Thanks for that, Don. Uh, You've been fairly close out of all of us every, every, every week so far. Well, I have been. Uh, for Penn State, <laughs> you know, like, you're right, I, man. <laughs> I had to look it up myself just to make sure. Let me hit Penn State real quick. Yeah. Yep. For Penn State, just keep the crowd fired up. That's all they're going to need. Let your defense loose. The defense is averaging only giving up 11 and a half points a game, and that includes the game against Wisconsin. The intensity yep. level needs to be high on defense and run with confidence. They're averaging 145 yards a game so far, 
and the running game is deep and talented. Yep. Totally agree, man. Yeah, man. But uh, we're going to give her to my feelings around Sean Clifford, though. Cause, uh, okay. Uh, he's, con- <laughs> he's conflicting me. But, Rob, go ahead. Sure. Give us two players yeah, man. to watch out for. So, yeah, players to watch for this one. I'm, again, going for a running game versus uh, defense's ability to stop it. Yep. And and I'm going with, you know, Tank Bigsby and his counterpart there, Jarquez Hunter. Um, mm-hmm. Tank Bigsby, big back. He carries a heavy load. But he literally hasn't run into anybody yet. I mean, right. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to average 10 yards of carry when you're playing Akron and Alabama State yeah. for your first two games. This is their first big game, and it's I mean, right. going to be big in enemy. T- and the yep. easiest way to quiet down a 100,000-plus Penn State crowd is to just keep cranking out ground game first downs, keeping you know the Penn State offense off the field, mm-hmm. keeping keeping the sticks moving. Yep, keep if the crowd can, quiet. If, yep. if they can you know interchange out these two guys and keep the run game going the way it has against obviously two clearly inferior opponents <laughs> it's there, there's no way they're going to average 10 yards and 14 yards of carry respectively right um yeah that's just impossible against penn state who only gave up 10 points to wisconsin yeah. uh but I, I look to see them have a running game that's again going to keep that crowd under control Gotcha. Um, and then on the opposite side, one way to fire up a crowd is you see it every week is, you know, a tackle for loss on a big play. And that could come from, you know, uh, and who produces better linebackers than exactly. Penn State? Linebacker so, you. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at Ellis Brooks, um, senior linebacker. He, um, I mean, he had 11 tackles, including a sack in the Wisconsin game. He's obviously your middle linebacker on that defense, but it's really all about that Penn state ability to just absolutely smother the Auburn rushing game. You know, if they can make them give up on even handing off the ball, like that's really where this game is going to turn. Well, 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 here we go. Got here. This is going to be interesting. (laughs) So Bo Nix, Yep. Is the most confusing quarterback right now because you haven't played anybody. Right. <laughs> what, Alcorn State and Akron? Playing the Zips and the Yellow Jackets? Man. But this guy is uh, 383 yards and five touchdowns, looking like a Heisman candidate. I know. Playing some FCS schools. <laughs> Come, all right. Well, Akron's not an FCS school, the FBS school, but the MAC. SEC the Mac. Shout out to our boy Nelson. Yeah. I know you got love for the for the Mac, but the Mac. That's it. Uh, yep. Return of the Mac, right? All right. So, Bo Nix. <laughs> keys for the game here. Be better than what people are saying right now. <laughs> don't be, don't be the overrated that they're calling you right now because you don't play two, you know, poop teams up to this point. Go in there, show what your stat line is about. I mean, you got a 74% completion percentage. Yep. You got two wide receivers that are fairly okay. (laughs) But you got two running backs that are awesome, too. Yep. Yep. So, 250 yards respectively for Hunter, 241 for Bixby. They're both splitting down two touchdowns. Don't be a hero because when you try to be a hero, (laughs) that's where you make mistakes. Yep. 
But I think Bo Nix is a better quarterback. I mean, he's proved over the last couple of years that he could be Heisman caliber if he's on his stuff. I, I like him. I think, I, you know, I think he's kind of been hindered by the defensive teams that he's had uh, at Auburn um, and then, then putting a lot of pressure on the offense. But I like Bo Nix going into this. Uh, do I, Now, when we're talking about Sean Clifford and, <laughs> and, and his uh, abilities, um, I got to call a ball a ball, a strike a strike on this one. I think Bo Nix is light years ahead of Sean Clifford. I think Sean Clifford's been given way too many chances to do well. Um, and if it wasn't for, you know, Dotson and Washington, the wide receiver, like bailing him out every five seconds, especially Dotson, um, we'd be talking about a completely different quarterback. Again, one of my keys to them winning this game under with him under center is for him not to turn the ball over. He has not turned the ball over as far as interceptions at this point. Good, Sean. You're learning. But <laughs> I think Penn State is overrated, um, you know, when it, when it comes to this. So let's go ahead and give our predictions on the two. I think sure. I'm not saying that Sean Clifford and Bo Nix are the best two quarterbacks, you know. You're not going to see the most impressive quarterback in game <laughs> ever, you know. And for it to be the game of the week, it's uh, – I just hate to see yeah. everybody at Penn State. We're all white anyway, so – uh, and if I hear if I hear the we are Penn State thing one more time, I'm gonna kill myself. Uh, all right, so Auburn. Watch versus, out, you'll get uh, a Facebook band with that kind of language. Oh yeah, I will uh, <laughs> shoot myself with a toy gun nope. that has one of those things that stick against the glass. All right, so let's move on. <laughs> Moving all right, on. So uh, I'll go last on this one because I think it's, right. I think my pick is going to surprise you. So we'll go in reverse order. Rob, go ahead, give your pick. All right, sure thing. Um, so yeah, Penn State six and a half point home favorite. I got them just covering twenty seven twenty. Penn State. Yeah, Penn State oh. again in a rush heavy Auburn attack. Not a ton of points. Nobody's getting into the thirties in this game, but I think Penn State's got enough. Uh, up front defensively to slow Auburn down enough to win this game. So a question before I hand it over to Don. This is a question for both of you guys. Sure. Do you think James Franklin is as good as, as he's coaching right now in another year? Is that a USC question? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting no, for that I'm, too. I, I think he'll stay with Penn State. To be completely honest, so if he stays every, Penn State next year, everybody's going to flat state? out deny it. You know, Urban Meyer, every every name is like, no, 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 no. I'm not thinking about that whatsoever. And you know, the phone has been ringing. That's like Andrew Garfield <laughs> and and Toby McGuire coming out and say they're not going to be in a new Spider-Man movie. Sir, <laughs> we know this is happening. The multiverse is here. <laughs> you you can't deny it. Um, you know, why would he want to leave? when his recruits he's doing what he's doing is working right he's got Especially penn state up- he's got penn state trending in such a good direction um i read something earlier today actually that it was really interesting to think of he would theoretically be in a better place for his style of recruiting and the way he does what he does if he moved to usc because he's kind of kind of a showman he uh he wants to build that way. He wants to show, and he could show that bring it back to what 
Pete Carroll made LAB. Southern Cal was a destination. Recruits wanted to go there. And that is clearly not the case now. I mean, everybody <laughs> wants to go to the SEC, not Southern Cal. Like, right. If I was a quarterback in high school and somebody right. said, you either going to Kansas or USC, no. I might have a better chance at Kansas, and, to be completely and, honest. The, uh, the two quarterbacks that everybody looked at coming into this season, DJ Uyangalele, went to high school in the shadow of USC, like literally down the street. So did uh, Alabama's quarterback, Bryce went mm-hmm. into high school in literally a USC feeder pattern private school and ended up going to Alabama instead and switched his commitment at the uh, correct the second. and so like yeah. he, USC like that would be the challenge is would he want to bring that program but he's already doing that in Penn State Penn State has yeah. not been obviously coached very well since Joe Pa passed um it, it's just I did, would he choose to leave you know to to take on a new challenge that quickly i don't think so but you know yeah but i, I do just, think they're outranked they're overranked currently you know but again they didn't let anybody hang around they beat a good wisconsin team and they didn't let their second opponent hang around which other teams have done so top you know. 18 for sure oh sure top 18 for sure I don't necessarily think they're even top 15 right now. But top 18, I could see them being 18, 19, somewhere around there. I mean, given the fact that, hey. you know, BYU has beat two Pac-12 teams when they're not in that conference. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm a hard point BYU for, yeah. for a while because I think they're for real. But, <laughs> not to uh, mention USC's path to a conference title game is a lot easier than Penn State's. Because, I mean, well, Penn State's got Ohio State in their division. Yep every year it's big 10 east every year and people are and, not letting up on on ohio state yet because there's you know they can no. honestly see that cj Stroud's mistakes are mm-hmm. giving them losses right now because they should have won that game but they didn't sure uh don who you got um comes down to just a few things man um white out home team I don't think they're going to be stellar. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I don't think it's going to be overall that exciting. It's going to be a grind them game. But, Rob, what was that score? 27-20. I got the exact same score. Oh, Penn my State. goodness. How about that? So, but you both <laughs> got Penn State, huh? Yep. Penn State by seven. Oh. oh, you're going to try to gain another one on us, aren't you? Here we go. <laughs> he said he was going to go with his gut, so let's see. I'm going with my gut every week because the first week I – well, first week I didn't, and then the Auburn – the Oregon thing was totally – should have been my yep. gut decision. Yeah. And I should play it just how I play fantasy football. I always go with my gut. Anything I do, I always go with my gut. <laughs> I need to stop denying this. So, with that being said, I think Auburn squeaks this one out. I think they come in there and they turn that white into red. That is going to be blood and guts everywhere. <laughs> it's going to be blood and guts they, everywhere, man. This I is think, their first time getting hit in the mouth by a real team. I mean, I I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. they they played, they still played teams that were ready oh, sure. to smash them. I mean, just think about a reverse psychology, right? You're playing two teams that theoretically are going into a game where they know that there's probably no chance of beating an SEC school in Alcorn State and in, in, in Akron. 
So you're yeah. getting the best version of that team right away while they're healthy. Wouldn't you think that might be better practice than, you know, preparing you for a game like this? Because you're playing two teams that are going hard on you, and now you're just going against a team that is almost meeting your talent level. I, I mean, I picked Auburn. Remember last year, Auburn was a really big pick for me, and their defense just did not hold weight. Um, but I, I, I think their their offense is completely better than Penn State and what they've showed. If Doxon can get open, that's going to be a problem. If Sean Clifford can not make a mistake. I think he makes – this is my prediction time here. I okay. think Sean Clifford makes three mistakes in this game. Two interceptions and a fumble. And that and that interception at the end of the game is going to be very reminiscent of when uh, Antoine Winfield intercepted them when <laughs> they played Minnesota. So I have this game coming down to the last drive and Sean Clifford making that mistake. Uh, I think it's like a 27-24 game. I think they win by a right. Yeah, Dante, I thought the same thing when uh, when Penn State was playing Wisconsin. I, I thought Wisconsin would win. I thought it would be a Penn State quarterback turnover near the end of the game. It didn't happen. It's not going to happen this time. That's. I'm glad that you brought that up because I, I do think Bo Nix is better than Wisconsin's quarterback. Okay. So, uh That's fair. Well, I'm drawing a blank. Or Graham Mertz, I believe is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Yeah, Graham Mertz. So, I mean, Graham Mertz threw two interceptions, and then that was, I mean, that was pretty much their dead giveaway in that yep. game. So, uh, all right. Time for our sponsor segment. Go ahead and put those uh, picks on the docket. These guys are smarter than I am. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but Write we'll them down. see. Uh, I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming back in hot. So, what was our what was our standings after? Good question. Yeah, I'd have Good. to do the math. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I was, I did not I was two and one and three and zero. Oh, so I'm all right, zero and three. So I'm two and four, right? Yep. So let's see. I had Iowa. Yep. But so I was one and two. So I'm three and three, I believe. One and two and two and one. Exactly. Don and I are both uh, three and three. Oh, so I'm literally right behind you guys. Just just one extra loss. So this is pretty close. I mean, that's to go 50% so far um, in a very young season. I think this week our picks get a little bit more, you know, a little bit more confident. The games are starting to get real. And, you know, it's. uh, We'll gain one more on him, Rob. That's right. Now we get to talk about these week. NFL picks. That's yeah. <laughs> I'm going two and zero this week. Okay. So, yeah. All right, Don, hit us with the sponsor segment, sir. Sponsor Afloat Posters is your one-stop shop for sports and custom posters. All posters are premium with crisp and clean graphics. There are options up to three different sizes and will look great in your office, bar, restaurant, man cave, living rooms, and bedrooms. There is free priority shipping on orders over $40. So please visit afloatposters.com. That's A-F-L-O-A-T posters.com for more information and their current collections. And for you HBCU fans, he is now a licensed seller of most HBCU schools. So visit hbcuposters.com 
for more information on those items. Thank you to Afloat Posters for your continued support. Awesome. As you see, the gentleman behind them, behind me. That's right. Bam, NHL. They got some NFL and some... Uh, what's that? The the Chiefs. Which one is that? What movie is that? Oh, Charlestown Chiefs. That's the uh, slap shot. Slap shot. Yes, great yeah. movie. Classic. Okay. Paul Newman. Yes. I, I don't think I've ever seen it. So. Oh, dude, it's, I, it is a classic. If you have, yes. I've never seen it. Major League until before the Wire to Wire show that I went on where uh, they had the the fantasy coach brackets or whatever. Yeah, this, yeah. This, <laughs> this hockey movie like gave them the idea to make Major League. It's it's awesome. Yep, it is great movie. All right. I'll have to check it out. Real I quick, mean, merch. You guys already know yeah, the man. link. East Coast Gridironmerch.com. Yep. Very easy to find. Uh, we got to start discussing some stuff for our winter collection. That's right. <laughs> some long, some long sleeve shirts and some sweaters. Man, those hoodies are nice, though. They oh, are. yeah. I, I wear a hoodie even in here sometimes because it gets real cold in my house. So, you know, I'll be at work uh, you know, on a Zoom call or whatever. And Why are you wearing a hoodie? Because it's cold in here, man. Because <laughs> I'm trying house. to promote the podcast. That's right. <laughs> yeah. well, winter is coming. Um, so yeah, go ahead, check us out, East Coast Gridironmerch.com. As you know, if you buy something, let us know. Send us a picture. We'll uh we'll throw you up. Um yeah, all right. So NFL week two. Wait, 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 wait. Did I mess it up? All right. Anyways, week one recap. Recap, yes, sir. Yeah, the recap. So let me go ahead and and switch this around. I think. There we go. Man, now we we're back. All in. right. NFL Week One recap, man. Yes, sir. What were some surprises? What were some thoughts? I will go second on this one. <laughs> uh, Rob, well, go ahead and send us what your well, initial thoughts are. Week I One, mean, man. I had predicted that Casey and Cleveland was going to be way closer than you know everybody thought. Casey's offense was going to come in and not let Cleveland do what they wanted to do. And, you know, it, they're both playoff teams. They met in the playoffs last year. And I, I really anticipated a grind of a game, and it sure was. I mean, 22 17 is a much lower scoring game than everybody expected. Um, mm -hmm. My player to watch for the game was OBJ. I wanted to see him come back from his ACL, but sadly, he is still not back and he won't be back for week two either. Um, so Good. yeah, that, your investment. Don't yeah, I mean, wins, my guy. Don't, yeah, don't rush him. He's not ready. He's, I mean, he he was out there on the field for pregame warmups, and they decided not to do it. So, hey, I mean, if he's not ready, he's not ready. Um, the other guy that I wasn't sure was gonna be ready was Tyron Matthew. He was a game time decision, but he decided to suit up and had himself a game. He had seven tackles, including a big tackle for loss. I mean, Honey Badger going to Honey Badger. He was the effect that I said if he was on the field, that's going to be a big effect. You know, Cleveland could throw downfield the way they want to with him in the defensive backfield for KC in that mm -hmm. case. So, you know, it, it, a, definitely a, a closer grinding game than I expected it to be. I had mentioned last week with Baker Mayfield that, you know, the first quarterback to make a critical mistake was going to lose. Mm -hmm. Baker Mayfield looked good for the most part. 21 for 28, 75% completion percentage, 321 as his yardage. I mean, he didn't have a terrible game, but he just couldn't get yeah. a pass downfield to get it to his guys. And Tyron Matthew got a pick on him. Yeah, that was the one. And, and you know, Jarvis Landry and David Njoku, they you know they had over seventy yards receiving. So, ah man, such a letdown. I <laughs> thought Cleveland was going to pull this one out, but then 
I had to look on my spreadsheet that we did earlier. And I had K- <laughs> KC pulling that one out. So technically, does that count as a win for me? <laughs> <laughs> you changed your preseason prediction to a week. And there it went. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I guess what I'll do is I'll chalk this one up as a, you know, I won on the spreadsheet, but you didn't lost. You didn't my, trust past my, self exactly. Yeah, yeah. My initial, you know, on the spot prediction, I, I lost. So Don, what was your thoughts on the game, sir? I well, know you were very excited for this game. This is your game of the week. Yeah, yeah. This was a this was definitely a good game to watch. Uh, very excited to watch. Um, talked about in my keys the chiefs using a speed advantage that they had and i mean three passing touchdowns and the fact that tyreek was 11 for 197 Mm -hmm. oh my god that guy's fast he is so elusive and thank you tyreek for my week one win in yeah, my fantasy, against me against Rob <laughs> dang it <laughs> yep. uh, I, I had him limiting the turnovers no fumbles no interceptions and protect the quarterback uh, Mahomes was sacked twice but overall he had I mean he was able to throw for over 300 yards he was 27 to 36 and threw three touchdowns so 75% he, he, completion percentage yeah he was protected very well so we knew that offensive line was going to be good. Much improved. A lot of work I, on the offseason. They just are going to continue to improve. I think the weakest part of that offense is I'm just going to have to call a ball a ball, a strike a strike, is um, their, their running game. Yeah. I, I need them to find a consistent running back, man. And once they find that, they'll be, you know, they'll be pretty good. Uh, but until then, Patrick Mahomes is going to Patrick Mahomes. Yep. So, uh, John Thomas did make a very good comment here in the section. Uh, he made a good comment in the section of the comments. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't stand the Browns, but honestly, Baker Mayfield is the first quarterback in a long time to progress there. Don will tell you several years ago when we were talking about the draft that I said he would be the only quarterback to turn that team around if he gets drafted there. And he I, did. Anybody can do commercials like he can. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Slade said, I'm stupid. I had Rodgers in and Stafford on the bench. Bro, we've been trying to tell oh, you man. for Are years. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Stafford on the bench? Sorry, dude. I tried to tell you, man. I got a lot to say about that, so let's get in that game, man. Uh, but first, I got to shout out a couple players that I was uh, absolutely correct about. Jameis Winston, LASIK surgery. Don't care what you say. You might think it's silly. <laughs> I told you this man was going to be on fire. He just had too much talent, man. I mean, nobody throws for 5,000 yards and over 40 touchdowns. I don't care about the interceptions at that point. That could be cleaned up. He just couldn't see downfield. <laughs> just couldn't see. I don't know what people couldn't see that. They thought he was like some terrible quarterback. But if you talk to all the players, they know yeah. how good he could have been. Yep. Um, and their opinions matter mo- more than ours. Like, we don't play. Uh, they do. So, there you go. There's the difference in that. Um, Carson Wentz looked terrible in the second half of his game. Jalen Hurts. Y'all Eagles fans outside of Don and Rob. Y'all need to stop hating on my man. <laughs> I said that they're going to be the NFC East favorites. 
you know, the Cowboys look good too, but the Cowboys are going to Cowboy. But the Eagles could be your NFC East favorites based off of that performance, man. He's got that team clicking. I, I like what I saw there. Uh, the Bengals, Jamar Chase got his his catching problems he all caught, taken care of. He caught a pass. Yeah. yeah. Cardinals, Rondell Moore looked pretty good. He had about 60-plus yards. My guy. Uh, and then you had Sam Darnold, who looked pretty good, but he was the check-down monster to Christian McCaffrey. Y'all going to get your boy hurt. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. That, that dude had, like, 36 touches or, like, over 40. Um, It was, like, over 40-something, like, 15 – I forget, but yeah, y'all gonna get him hurt, man. Y'all can't just keep relying on him. Any final so, thoughts on any of the rest of the games before we get into the big one? Nah. Which which one are you going in, into next? Well, Bears Rams oh, there. And, I, I, and, I I I thought um, we're looking at Bears Rams too. I mean, like, oh yeah, that's the that's the big one I'm talking about. I don't care about okay. the Ravens and the Raiders. Okay, don't care about that one. one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't care about that one. That's the one that I uh, I won this week on. But um, the Giants, I just got to throw them in there. Yes, Daniel Jones is for real. And I was also right about Saquon Barkley. Overrated. All right, let's move on. Uh, Bears and the Rams. <laughs> they have the worst O-line in the NFL. Oh, it is bad. I mean, and it's hard to say they're worse than Pittsburgh's. And they, I mean... Stop comparing my man to Barry Sanders every two seconds, though. It's always him. It's always Barry Sanders or Adrian Peterson that he gets. You know, Barry Sanders used to get tackled for loss a lot, but he always used to rush for 100 yards in the game, too. So yeah. you, pick your poison there. Um, but Bears and the Rams, my boy Matt Stafford was ripping them. He was showing. I had I had my overreaction as five touchdowns. He almost got there. <laughs> Almost got there with some of them passes, but he let the running backs eat a little bit, which was fine. Sure. Yep. Their, their defense was what we thought they were going to be. Yep. Um, and the Bears need to stop teasing Justin Fields, man. Y'all y'all are going to give these fans a heart attack. Just start them. And if you're totally wrong about it, let it show in the game. Yep. But Matt Stafford is for real. And also, who was I right about, Dom? Who's the wide receiver that I've been telling everybody was going to be in the top ten this year? Cooper Cup. Cooper Cups, man. Cooper Cup. I put an S on the last of his name. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why my my wife drafted him. She she actually listened to me. I she said, listens like, to you. I said, thank you. You drafted Cooper Cup just for me. So I feel like your team is my team. <laughs> uh, any thoughts on this game, man? I, I had yeah. the Rams squeaking this one out. Um, yep. So that, that leaves me one and one up to this point. I, 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 as an Eagles fan who couldn't wait to see, I mean – an all-time great Eagle leave town because he over welcome. Jason Peters was my guy to watch. He didn't make it. He didn't make it to halftime. He checked out of the game in the second quarter. Yep. Uh, so I mean, all respect. I mean, he was like what 19th season in the league. He's a really old left tackle. He's a really old anything in the NFL at 19 seasons. So yeah, he did not make it to halftime uh, and Aaron Donald got a sack. So, yeah, that was kind of my matchup. Was can he even do it? Like, can he? He didn't. He didn't make it through a game. So I, I found that funny. Saying Aaron Donald got a sack is like kind of redundant yeah, at this point. Exactly. Oh, did Aaron, he, did Aaron he Donald play? Got a sack this week. Yeah, <laughs> Ooh, we, we got know. one. Yeah, yeah, we we know. see it. We know that's gonna happen. It's kind of yeah. like Alabama winning the national championship. <laughs> but you know to be get. honest, most of his other guys were the ones eaten because he was just soaking yeah. up double teams the whole game. I mean, that was clearly yeah. what Chicago was trying to take him away. I mean, he only had one solo tackle, which was his sack, and that was it. 
Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, 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 man. Um, any final thoughts on this one, Don? No, I mean, it's pretty much like we called it. We said the defense would make a difference, three sacks and an interception. We said to unleash Stafford, but don't forget the running game. Like you said, three touchdowns. But, I mean, Daryl Henderson ran for 70 yards and a touchdown, so they didn't forget sure. to run. Correct. Um, man, they played it just like they should have played it, and they won. Daryl Henderson is a better running back than people are giving him credit for. I think they'd be stronger in a running game with Cam Akers, of course. Of course. Um, but he did his job, yep. and that's all you can ask for. Yeah. And I love the players that are coming out and saying that Matt Stafford is one of the smartest dudes that ever been around. <laughs> They're going to have a lot of fun this year when they win that Super yep. Bowl, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he, uh, he gets a ring. He's first ballot into Canton at that point. I mean, you look at the, his body of work. I, I bow to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the the game of the week for sure. Lots of twists and turns. As we what went. a wild end of that game! I loved. I, I fell asleep like in the last two minutes. Uh, I, I watched the whole and, thing. And the I couldn't believe won. what I was watching. And I was like, Could... "All right, that was a pick for me. It was actually on my spreadsheet too. We're looking good. I was eleven for sixteen on my spreadsheet this week. I, you know, I was feeling good about it. So. Nice. Raiders squeaking one out. I think Derek Carr. People need to start putting respect on his name, man. His his very first uh, his very first uh, half was so so, but that second half, you know, he started going off a little bit. And I like what John Gruden said about Darren Waller. He said he's the best player that he's ever coached. That's high praise, man. Yeah. You coached that Buccaneers defense. <laughs> Can't be, can't be putting some disrespect on my man John Lynch's name like this. He should be your favorite, but nah. Any, any thoughts on this game, Don? Yeah. Okay. No, it was, uh, it was kind of ugly and exciting at the same time. Um, I was, I was trying to see how they did. The Raiders did with my points. They did okay. They weren't really right on target like most of the other games were like you know bing 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 but they got the win they got the win at home good for them yep i for for me i mean gave this game away multiple times that's the big thing for me i mean lamar jackson's yep. ball security is a problem I mean, he's trying to do too much because yep he doesn't have he doesn't have I mean, anybody he had three fumbles lost two of them um I mean, how many times did they have the ball with the ability to drive and win that game, and they didn't? Yeah, that, that's really what it comes down to for me. This was this was as much a Raiders win as it was Lamar Jackson specifically, but the Ravens totally handing the game to him. Hmm. Yeah, man, Lamar Jackson has got some. Uh, he's yeah. got some things that he's got to work out for sure. And, and Justin Tucker is still automatic. He's he can almost call him. Well, you can't really name it like Martin Grammatica because they used to call him Automatica. <laughs> so he doesn't have a cool name like that. But keep doing the Royal Farms commercials, man. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Slay posted something hilarious because I guess I call you know, I say a ball a ball, a strike a strike a lot. So here we yeah, go. Yeah, you've been doing that a lot. He's counting. Slay. Is he keeping the count for the game? He made a meme. So I don't know if you guys can see it. <laughs> Hold it up. 
when she knows a ball a ball and a strike a strike. <laughs> <laughs> it's me and him. That's <laughs> oh, great. Man. That that's a that's a classic. Um all right, so we collectively, I think all of us were two and one this week in our NFL yes. picks, right? Correct. Not too bad. Not too bad. So let's go ahead and, and head over to our pickums this week. Again, we're picking two NFL games. Don hit us off with what those two are this week, and we'll start uh start predicting something. So we starting with the uh 49ers Eagles. Yes, sir. That's yeah. our one o'clock game. One o'clock game. O'clock. All uh, right. Both are both are undefeated. I yes. think the 49ers are very interesting. And also, for you Eagles fans out there, um, you know, it's, it's very interesting there, too, with how good Jalen Hurts was playing. Yep. The line for this game is minus three for San Francisco. Okay. It, it's been coming down. It was four and a half at the beginning of the week. Then it jumped yep. down to three and a half. Now it's down to three flat. It, it has been dropping almost every day this week. Yeah, so... My thoughts in this game, I already let you guys know a little bit about how I feel about Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts does not get enough credit for how good of a leader he is. I mean, let's think about it, guys. Who is the best quarterback leading the team outside of – I don't want to say Carson Wentz was a great leader because you wouldn't allow yourself to come back hurt. I mean, put your ego to the side. I don't don't think that's a great leader saying, oh, I'm going to play hurt because I I think – I can win the game for my team. You should feel that way, but then you should also know that your injuries are going to lose the game worse when you have to sacrifice your body and be out more weeks because you didn't let yourself heal up in the first place. That's just always been my opinion, but outside of Carson Wentz, who was the best leader that was a quarterback that was there for the Eagles? It's been a while. It's been a while. I mean, mean, Kevin Cobb was... I mean, since Donovan, uh, really... Uh, yeah, and, and, I and when could... Donovan was and when Donovan was there, it was always you, you could consider it like, and I'm obviously I'm thinking about like the T.O. year and a half, like it ended up being like a clicky divided locker room. Yep, sure did. You know, it, there were there was like the Donovan side of the room, and there was the T.O. side of the room, and there were yep. a bunch of guys in the locker room that were on either side, and you yep. obviously they didn't win a championship. T.O. could ball. He had one of the greatest runs as an Eagle I've ever seen, but what he did to Dude, the locker room Super Bowl with a broken leg, man. No kidding. All right. Well, as an Eagles fan, I am absolutely done talking about Carson Wentz. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> you should be after that performance in the second half with the Colts last week. I don't want to hear nothing else about Carson Wentz. Go ahead and shut it down. His stat line was bigger than how he actually played. Let's, let's no be, let's be sure about that. So Don. Okay. You already know Keep what to do, game. my man. Give us Here we go. So the Niners travel to the East Coast for this 1 o'clock game. That's early for them. Mm-hmm. And they were on the road last week when they were in Detroit. Fun Ed, fun fact, they spent the week in West Virginia, actually. Oh, uh, there you go. So they did not go home and back again. Sorry, gotcha. My mama. I know so, a, yeah. lot of peop- a lot of teams are doing that. Yeah, so, they, they decided not to. Capacity crowd, 67, 594 at the link will host the battle of these unbeaten teams. San Fran did beat Detroit last week, 41-33. Got close near the end. Mm -hmm. Jared Goff was balling there at the end. And uh, Philadelphia beat Atlanta, 32-6. So for the 49ers to win, 
Here's the keys to their victory. Use your playmakers on offense. Use all of them. Don't just pick one or two. Use all your playmakers. And coach, don't take your foot off the gas. Don't do like you get, did against Detroit last week. Don't. Don't do it. Defense, you got to keep Jalen Hurts uncomfortable to throw or run. So just mm-hmm. keep him uncomfortable all day. For the Eagles to win, they need to win the battle on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Don't beat yourselves with costly penalties. I think they had like seven offensive line penalties last week. Let's not do that this week. Be aggressive, but take the points when you can. Going forward on fourth down is okay from time to time, but this is one of these games where you need to score when you have a chance to score. Take three points if you need it. So I like it. And Rob, I hope you have one of these players on your on your list. If you don't, <laughs> I'll mention them later. But who are your two players to watch out for? So on the offensive side of the ball for the Eagles, I want to see if Devontae Smith can repeat performance. Show he's show he's got it. Um Atlanta was obviously not good. Clearly they can only we just appreciate the catch yeah. that he had on the oh my goodness. top and, and, left in the end zone that and, he and did the, at Alabama. And the th- and the throw from Jalen Hurts. That that little rainbow for a touchdown on that perfectly executed pick play by Zach Ertz, by the way. Yes. Um <laughs> really Picked made that it play wasn't work. a pick. <laughs> no, exactly. He danced out of the way, didn't make contact, was a perfect yep. play. But um mm-hmm. I want to see Devontae Smith. That was the one like and it wasn't even a long pass. That was like the long pass of the game. Jalen Hurts didn't really throw the ball past five yards in the air, like pretty much the rest of the game. Um smart. That, well, that was their game plan. Yeah, it, it was well designed. Atlanta, it, Atlanta was going to give it to them the whole game, and they took it the whole game. Yep. And, you know, put your put the ball in the – now, for me, I feel like the Niners are going to try to force them out of that because now they've got a week of game tape. And they say, oh, the, Jalen Hurts is only going to be accurate if we only let him throw him five yards. They're going to try to step up, you know, be, be uh, yep. you know, face up on the receivers. Yep. However, the 49ers DBs are very depleted. I mean, it, most of their their defensive backcourt is hurt. Um, Emmanuel Mosley still uh, hasn't practiced this week. Right, get hurt. Yeah, like the, so. I really want to see if they can take some long shots down the field. Um, you know, Devon, you know, Rager and Quez Watkins, the, all the receivers really. But I want to see them air the ball out a little more uh, this week because I feel like they might need it. They yep. might not have time to because of the other guy that's on my players to watch is Nick Bosa. Um, I mean, I want to see that the Eagles O line. I want to see him and Mylotta going at exactly. it. Exactly, him and Lane Johnson going at it. So yep. Jordan Mylotta looked like an absolute beast. He, <laughs> he's he's got the makings of being one of the best tackles in football in a yep. couple of years. I mean, did I tell you about the tweet that I forgot which player it was, but. He tweeted out, just thinking about Malata. He's like, I've been playing football since I was four. This dude's been playing football for like three years. Three years. And he's better than me. Should I quit? <laughs> <laughs> he is an absolute animal. So, I mean, it, 
rocking what six eight three eighty five something like that. Yeah, I just yeah, he's a big guy. Or either it's like a way and, to look at it. And able like... to move like they're they're gonna run the ball behind him. But I really want to see that DN and yes. tackle matchup. Yes, for sure. I do too. Because Jalen Hurts. I mean, Atlanta threw the most vanilla defensive line at him. Mm-hmm. They, they he looked good because he got to make quick reads, short passes with no pressure. But when they did pull a stunt, when they did throw a blitz at him, he didn't look great running away from pressure. He ended up doing the rookie thing and tucking and running a couple of times when he had open receivers that he could have gotten to. Right. So yeah. for me, I want to see because 49ers are going to throw a lot more looks and a lot more defensive line talent yep. than Atlanta could. I want to see what happens in that matchup for for sure. Um, what I was going to say back to that mulatto tweet. Yeah. I was, you can also think about it on the opposite is like, yeah, he might be that good, but think about how good you are to get to the NFL and you just have freak athletes like that. You can't even be mad at that. Like that exactly. Like yeah. I know I'm a beast, but he's <laughs> even more of a beast. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So quarterbacks to watch in this matchup, of course, we got Jimmy Garoppolo and um, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, 77% completion percentage with 62 yards on the ground, 264 through the air, and three touchdowns. Only sacked one time. Shout out to my lot right there. Yeah. Um, well, the, making the whole Eagles is actually healthy for once. Yeah. Yeah. True. They're coming into a season healthy, you know. But think about this, too. You know, Miles Sanders had a decent game 74 yards, sure 15 carries, yep. almost five yards a, a tug. And then your boy that you were talking about that a lot of people didn't think that was going to get yeah. out of camp for whatever reason. But King Rob Gainwell. said this at the beginning whoever gets Kenneth Gainwell, this yep. dude does not have a lot of uh, wear and tear. Yep. Right. And he played that role and he sure. got him nine carries for he, 37 yards, man. So, yeah. You know, he, he didn't get a touchdown. Yeah, he didn't get a touch. He didn't get a touch in the first quarter, but they featured him a lot in the last yep. three. Yep. To the point where, sure I mean, the guy that was supposed to be the number two, Boston Scott, didn't get a touch in the game. Yeah, I don't think he even played a snap. So I mean, no. yeah, yeah, he's better than what people are giving him credit for, man. For sure. Um, and he, he showed flashes start, for sure. Yeah, he'll be the number two running back. I, I always like Miles Sanders. I just thought he needed a a decent quarterback to kind of alleviate right. the pressure off of him. You're... And, and I mean, the knock on Miles Sanders is still that he's not very good at catching the ball out of the backfield. He gets the dropsies. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if Kenny Gainwell can be the screen guy, you know, go, go for it. Cause he's yeah. literally filling the role that Boston Scott fulfilled yep. last year yep. that he was the change of pace in the screen back. And now Kenny Gainwell stepped in there and who's Boston, Boston Scott, who, yeah. So let's move over to the two quarterbacks for the 49ers, Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Trey Lance had one pass for five yards for a touchdown, but Jimmy Garoppolo played pretty decent too. And I'm sorry, where's where's Gene at? Tell Gene to come out. <laughs> Ashley Kutcher, come out. <laughs> Debo Samuel does not stink, man. He just cannot stay healthy. Oh yeah, that's it's just a hockey. It's just an Eagles hoodie. Eagles. Yeah, it's it, it's it looks like a hockey sweater, but yeah. I mean, you weren't here earlier, but you know, Dallas Stars all day. <laughs> it looks like it's the same exact. It's it's almost the same exact design. It just has an Eagles logo on it. Exactly. Um. But Debo Samuel, man, I, I always liked the guy. I just think he just couldn't stay healthy, and he showed that 
189 yards and yeah. a touchdown later that he's the man. And, of course, yeah. shout-out to my boy, George Kittle. Eat some Skittles with George, George Kittle. George Kittle's going to be a problem for the Philly. Their linebackers are the worst part of their defense. Yeah. And 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 the Niners love to work up the middle, and he's he's going to be a problem. Yeah. Um. I think they got that running back that came out, Mitchell. I mean, he had 5.5 yards. Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell. Everybody check my my fantasy uh, future segment. I have a quick hot take on him. Yeah. Yeah. Raheem Mostert (laughs) came out the gate, you know, almost proven that he was the running back that we said he was going to be two carries for 20 yards. He was averaging 10 yards a carry. And then he got hurt. Poor guy. Poor guy. Yeah, he can't stay, but he's one of the best in the league. Every every year in the fantasy draft, it's oh, he's gonna be good. Yeah, but how long are you gonna have him? Like Yeah. I figured I figured I'd have him at least half a season, but oh well. Uh, Sorry, Don. Don I I had Mostert on my roster and traded him to Don right before week one. Before we played each other. So I deserve that loss for handing him (laughs) Mostert directly on the IR. But I got I got Elijah Mitchell though. So no. let's head over to our picks for the game. Um, I'm going to go off what my spreadsheet says this week because I honestly truly feel that in my heart right now. Uh, I got the Philly Eagles Ooh. pulling out a win over the San Francisco 49ers. I think I don't think Nick Bosa is going to get to Jalen Hurts like he thinks he's going to get. <laughs> Gotta watch out. Jalen Hurts has got defeaties too. If y'all yeah, ever watch him at Oklahoma, yep. man. I mean, yep. And what I really like is – he keeps his eyes downfield. You know, if he's rolling away First from quarterback, yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, you saw it during the game. He plays the scramble drill. I mean, wow. the, the best People pass of the night, college. The, the best pass of the game last week, he threw a ball to space that Dallas Goddard was not even standing there. He threw it yeah. like five yards to his left and Goddard had to dive behind a guy. Like while he was scrambling, it, it, he plays that backyard football game pretty well. If he has to roll out of the pocket, I'm wearing my Jalen Hurts jersey next week if they win. Okay, there you go. I got it in the closet. What what okay? school? What school? Or is it an the Eagles school? jersey? The Eagles. Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> wow, I thought, it, I thought it'd be a college jersey. Okay, <laughs> nope. I don't buy college jerseys, but I I bought that Jalen Hurts jersey when I was at the game though, because I kn- I know I could see the future, man. There's something with quarterbacks in my brain and in my heart that I just feel like he's going to be good. He's a science experiment of D-cell. I put all the you – know, like the Powerpuff Girls, I put all the stuff together, and it came out Jalen Hurts. Um, all right. Don, who you got, man? Well, I look at it this way. Even though they didn't go all the way back to San Francisco, it's a second straight road game sandwiched in before a home game against the Packers next week. And everybody knows Niners Packers. Yeah. So yeah. combine that with an emotional home opener after a dominating win on the road for the Eagles. I got Eagles 24-23. Let's go. One point. Man. Rob. So, so the Niners are three-point road favorites in this game. And yes. It's dropping every day because there's so much money pouring in on the Eagles. I think the Eagles win this one flat out too. 27 24, three point win comes down nice. to the last second kick. Nice. It's going to be. I'm not going to be a yeah. generous as you guys. 
It's a it's a field I'll give, goal I'll show. Give a score predi- I'll give a, a score for prediction it. too. Okay. Since since we're in the business of doing this now, <laughs> I seen what I seen last week with uh, the Lions because the Lions are not good. And if you think that you're going to do that to the Eagles defense, they're a little bit better than what people are giving them yeah. credit for. So with that being said, I do not see I, – I see at the fourth quarter, Trey Lance coming into the game because Jimmy Garoppolo had already threw two interceptions and a fumble. I'm going to keep it with a rule of three on this one. You, you've Jalen got Hurts high gonna, turnover numbers for everybody this week. No, everybody got, fumbles. Got, yeah, and, and Jalen Hurts, I see him balling out yet again. I see this game coming down to a 31-10 score wow big home think opener it, for the eagles how about that oh yeah I, I, predicting the blowout i like it oh, oh man heck yeah heck that's yeah. awesome I, you, F- philly will be dancing magic, in man. the streets if that's what happens <laughs> yep they will be watch watch the uh fox news after <laughs> 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 they will be dancing i'll be out there with them too fake philadelphia eagles fan but i'm a real jalen hurts fan at the end of the day all right <laughs> so we got to go. move on to this next cool. game the last yep. game that we got on the docket Don, what is it? We got the Vikings and the Cardinals. Vikings uh, and the Cardinals. I picked this one because it was a, it was very interesting. It I is. Don't think, I think the Vikings have a good enough team to win a game. Uh, win a game, but you also got Patrick Peterson going back to the Cardinals Correct. against his old team. Correct. I think this is going to be the game of who's got the better wide receivers. Okay. Uh, last I checked on the line, Cardinals were favorites at home by four. I don't know if that's changed. Uh, State Farm Stadium, Glendale, Arizona, 63,400 fans are going to host this game. Minnesota lost in overtime to Cincinnati last week, 27-24, on an overtime kick by somebody with the last name McPherson, I believe. <laughs> Anyhow. I McAfee this week. <laughs> uh Cardinals beat the Titans in Tennessee last week, 38 to 13. So, keys to win for the Vikings. Man, control the game clock. You got Dalvin Cook. You don't have to throw all the time. Keep the cards offense on the bench. Stretch the field with the passing game when you do pass. Keep it crisp. Keep it clean. Don't force anything. And you need to win the battle on both sides of the line if you're going to have a shot in this game. For the Cardinals, you do have to establish some type of a running game to keep the pressure off the quarterback. He can only do so much. He can pass. He can run. But you got to help him out. Be aggressive and fast on defense. Oh, my God. That defense last week, Chandler Jones, oh, my goodness. And I I do like their defense as a whole. So if they can limit Dalvin Cook, this could be one of Dalvin's worst games of the year. And then let Murray loose, man. Let him run. Let him pass. Just don't force anything. Yep. All right, Rob. Two players to watch. So you mentioned one of them. Uh, So my two players to watch are two former teammates that are going to be facing off against each other. DeAndre Hopkins and Patrick Peterson. Uh, Longtime teammates, obviously. Uh, They have faced each other uh, in two other games uh, versus each Mm -hmm. other. So 18 targets, eight receptions for 125 yards. Yeah, media. So he hasn't 
caught that many passes. However, eight of those were three of those eight receptions were for touchdowns. Touchdowns. Yep. So D hop's got into the end zone against him. <laughs> I mean, they're both three time all pros. They combined for 13 pro bowls. <laughs> the, they're pretty good. Yeah. And it's going to be a fun day to watch those two match up um, yep. just to see how it goes. Cause again, he's held him under half of his targets actually getting caught, but he's found the end zone three times in two games against each other. So. I'm looking forward to that matchup for the game for sure. All right. And we got two quarterbacks that did really well last week. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins, you can you can arguably say that he possibly had a better game than Kyler Murray on paper outside of the touchdowns as far as being a quarterback and efficiency. But look at the damn wide receivers that he's got on that team, too. <laughs> Kyler Murray and, and, and Kirk Cousins have a stacked wide receiver. Yes, they no do. How you look at it. Um, and I, I said that Justin Jefferson this year was going to take a step back. And not the fact that he had bad stats, nine, uh, five receptions for 71 yards. K.J. Osborne had seven receptions for 76 yards. He was the second leading receiver on that team. But y'all keep disrespecting my man Adam Thielen, and I'm tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> this man does nothing but score touchdowns, man. He does nothing but score touchdowns. He's the most underrated wide receiver in the league, and I don't even think it's close. You hear that? Where's Gene at? Because I know he likes to go crazy when I say crazy stuff. <laughs> but I, I honestly believe that he's the most underrated wide receiver in the league by far. Mm. Um, he does everything really well. He's physical. Um, I wouldn't say he's the fastest, but he's got sneaky speed. He's got great hands. He's in places that you don't think he should be in. Um, and that calls for a good wide receiver. But over to my man, Kirk Cousins. Be a leader, man. I know I've said this about a lot of uh, college quarterbacks. Be the leader of that team. Be everything that they need you to be. Rely on Dalvin Cook. Rely on your receivers. There's no reason that you should do bad. Um, defensively, if you're looking at both teams, I know this is not a quarterback take, but go look at their stats. Defensively, they're very similar. Mm-hmm. They had very yeah. similar performances last week, so I can't really give the edge to one or the other. Um, it's just going to depend on how they can stop Kyler Murray for the Vikings. Kyler Murray has a different set of skills that <laughs> Kirk Cousin doesn't have. True. So if you're looking at the matchup on paper, I'm going to have to take – uh well I guess I guess you could cross it out because Kyler Murray has the the running ability. Chase Edmonds had a pretty good game. James mm-hmm. Conner had a pretty good game, but the running back advantage obviously goes to Dalvin Cook in this situation. Yep. So all in all, they kind of both cancel each other out. But I think in this game, Kirk Cousins is going to be Kirk Cousins and have one of those games that he throws two picks or something weird. And at Kyler least Murray. one, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Kyler Murray's going to come and, you know, throw a Hail Mary down the field. And <laughs> Christian Kirk is probably going to be the one that catches it out of everybody on that team, and they win the game. Um, I do want to highlight one player, man, Isaiah Simmons. Carolina fans, are you are you hurt? Are you crying <laughs> right now? <laughs> Look at this, what this man is doing. Are you guys hurt? Oh, that should have been your Luke Keekley right there. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's let's obviously get over to – our, our win for this week and close out the show. Uh, we did great on time this week, guys. This is, <laughs> this is, this is awesome. Um, so 
Rob, I'll start with you, and then we'll end Sure, man. Time. Yeah. Um, Don, I actually saw the line drop to three and a half for Arizona. Okay. Um, yeah, so four, you could probably find it for four in, in multiple places. It always is a little, uh, you know, fluctuates there. Yeah. But I actually don't see that game being quite as close. I think just what you said, Dalvin Cook gets limited this game. I think D Hop goes for a couple of touchdowns, and I got Arizona winning 32 24. <laughs> do we have the exact same score? Tell me. Oh, very, do. very close. Wait do you see. <laughs> it's Dante um, against Dante all season. We're going to end up with the exact same. Oh, record. my God. So, Minnesota is a very intriguing team. And I'm still salty about the fact that Justin Jefferson got one pass over my man, Kellen Moore, to disrespect. <laughs> he, he, he threw a pass for 11 yards. Are you serious right now? <laughs> Throw my man Kellen in there. <laughs> um, I think it comes down to this, guys. Who has the better defense playing in this game? They came into the week very similar. Right. But do I think that Isaiah Simmons and, you know, Zayvon Collins didn't have that bad of a game? He showed that he could be a force like – I don't think Patrick Peterson at his age, even though he did look good last week, he still showed that he's got defeaties and that he could be very versatile. But, you know, Eric Hendricks and Harrison Smith can't do it all themselves. I know they got Breeland at cornerback, you know, Vigil at, you know, at, at linebacker. They got some really good names. But at all in all, man, this week, I, I'm going to have to go with the juice. I'm going to go with Arizona to pull this one out. Um I have this being a really tight game, though, to be completely honest okay. with you. I think it's pretty high scoring. Um, I think it comes down another thing that comes down to the field goal. And, you know, who has the better kicker? Uh, that's yet to be determined because they both didn't look all that great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's go. And I'm, I'm going to go with Arizona 31-28. Okay. So Don, yeah, three you got to game. close out the show, my man. Man, I, I was going to say that there's just too many weapons on both sides of the ball, but both teams actually have weapons on both sides of the ball. It's difficult. It is tough. It, it's going to be an interesting game, but I have I have too much like for the Arizona Cardinals team. I like the makeup of their team on both sides. I like the players. So I have the Cardinals winning 31-24. to 24. Oh, man. So <laughs> one point. So before yeah. we close out, let's let's just give one bold prediction for this week, real quick. So uh, I'm I'm gonna stick I'm gonna stick with the Cardinals real quick, just off the dome. I'm gonna say Chase, Chase Edmonds runs for over a hundred yards and two touchdowns this week. All right. Well, in uh, OBJ's second week of absence, I think uh, Landry is gonna go off this week. Look for 120 yards and a couple of touches. Oh, okay. All right, Don. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos. Teddy Bridgewater throws for four touchdowns this week against Jacksonville. <laughs> Teddy. I should have went with my... so they're, they're not going to miss Judy at all. <laughs> exactly. No. <laughs> now I should have switched it to mind that uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to throw four interceptions and get benched, and um, oh. Trevor Meyer is going to quit at halftime. Oh. And, and take to, the and USC job. Like, yeah, it's like the USC <laughs> job. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, this was a fun show this week. Well, then, um, hopefully, you guys are following us pretty close. I think uh, collectively, we've kind of been right and wrong, you know, with our picks. Hey, we kind of give you the picks on how one team could win versus another. So I say that yep. 
you know, we're all that's why they play the games. That's it. Yep. Yeah. There's clear winners in some things, but hopefully you guys, uh, you know, bet your wedge on some of these games that we're predicting. And uh, we will see you guys next week. This has been episode 34 of the East Coast Gridiron Podcast. We'll see you later. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the East Coast Gridiron Podcast. Find us on all your favorite music and podcast platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. For all the latest news and updates, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by going to eastcoastgridiron.com.